Welcome to the Coaching Matters Podcast brought to you by Fundraising University and Brian Kane Peak Performance. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches and activities directors in enhancing the student experience and life skill development that is a critical component of our educational systems. Brian Kane, one of the world's leading mental performance coaches, works to educate, empower, and energize you to be your best through his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery systems. Together, each week, we bring you interviews, question and answer sessions, and group coaching around mastering mental performance, creating elite culture, and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed. And now, this week's Coaching Matters podcast. Super fired up for today's call. This is the Coaching Matters group coaching program. And I first want to just welcome everybody to the Coaching Matters group coaching program and podcast sponsored by Fundraising University. We'd like to take the time to say thank you to any current Fundraising University coaches, coaches, <laughs> coaches and administrators joining us on the call today. As you know, Fundraising University is the top high school fundraising company in the United States, helping raise over $150 million for programs since its inception in 2009. Now, at the end of June 2022, we're nearing the end of season one. Season two begins in July 2022. So as we near the end of season one in our Coaching Matters group coaching program, I just wanted to let you know that we've thoroughly enjoyed our time together over the past year, and we've got two more calls here coming up in June. And as we transition into season two, Here's the key, our Coaching Matters calls will be reserved for Fundraising University customers, Coaching Matters ambassadors, and Fundraising University employees and franchise owners. So this particular group of people will be invited to participate in one Coaching Matters call per month as we move into season two, and one power hour of mental performance training where I train you on the mindset of being an entrepreneur and the systems and strategies that you need to succeed as a entrepreneur and business owner. So we'll have one coaching matters call and we'll have one mental performance training call. These calls are gonna focus on personal development as well as development in your coaching role. So if you're not currently a Fundraising University customer, Coaching Matters ambassador, Fundraising University employee or franchise owner, please go to the link that I'm about to post inside of our chat here. It's coachingmatters.org and you click on join the mission to apply and a member of our Fundraising University team will be in contact with you within 24 hours of submission. So I posted that link inside of our chat and super excited for tonight's group coaching call with Jeremy Carey. We're gonna discuss leading yourself first so you can grow as fast as your business. Now, Jeremy is a good friend of mine. He's the CEO of the Ironclad uh, Media Alliance out of, out of Virginia Beach. They've done commercials for Garmin, done commercials for Under Armour, uh, a, lot of, a lot of programs with the Navy SEAL Foundation. They produce Mental Performance Daily, my podcast, and super humbled uh, to have Jeremy, the CEO, come and share some of his wisdom and some of his strategies that you can use to lead yourself first so that your business can grow as fast as you. So Jeremy, super excited to have you join us here on the Coaching Matters group call, man. Thanks for making time to join us, brother. Hey, man, so excited. I appreciate it. You've made such an impact on my life. I know that everybody on this can uh, probably agree with me on that and um, just fired up to be here with you and, and the team. Yeah, man, we're super excited to have you. You know, I think you 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 have a really cool role uh, as a CEO of Ironclad, and that you you know you get to be around high performers all the time. Whether we're talking about you know record-setting athletes, talking about billion-dollar CEOs, talking about Navy SEALs and behind the scenes, or with top-performing you know corporate executives, and I think a great place to get started here is as a high performer and a hard charger and a business owner yourself who also gets around some of the most elite of the elite. What are some of the things that you do that you feel like make you your best, that you feel like would be beneficial for any business owner to do that, that maybe they're not aware of? You know, things like an MVP or a routine or kind of your day-to-day your -day process. What are some of those things that you do that you feel like help you unlock that entrepreneur mindset to be a guy going from selling t-shirts out of a van to running one of the biggest media conglomerates on the planet? Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. I think, you know, there's a lot of things that um, 
tools that I that I use, um, and and I'll get into that, and, and um, because I think one of the big takeaways that I have from working with you is is optimizing on those tools and ultimately my capacity because of those tools. But you know, the the real question that even I would want to get into before that is the why, right? Why be a hard charger? Why push yourself? Why push your team? And it's really about making an impact, right? So for me, I'm very, very passionate about what I do. Um, and, and passion turns into career oftentimes, if you're lucky. Um, you know, yeah, but putting the pieces together to say, okay, I have this passion and momentum. Now, what can I do? Can I give it away? Giving has really been something that has motivated me to refine my habits and my processes and my tools. Um, and if you can attach a purpose to your passion, you're going to be able to increase all those things. And then you're going to want to be able to put more of these tools in place. Um, so, so I've been fortunate to find that um, many people I know haven't found that yet. And some people have never find it. Um, so I've been fortunate to find that, but to come back to the tools is, is, you know, what it really comes down to is MVP, understanding your mission, your values, your principles. I, I'm not going to lie. When we first started together, some of it, I was like, yeah, you know, you, you said something to me. You said, Hey, listen, I'm going to give you some of these, these tools and processes, but I don't want you to fill this extra time with more work. And I remember thinking like, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm going to, um, but, but, what I realized is that that clarity that I come with some of these automations and optimizations, um, I'm able to take my impact and force multiply far, far greater um, than I could otherwise. Mm. So, um, so but but I never, you know, put a mission to anything. Um, I just I just went on sheer passion and, and that can only take you but so far. You know, so, so I want to unpack this idea of, of passion and systems and also, you know, the idea that you brought up about giving. And one of the things I think that's so cool with Ironclad is, as you know, working with you pre-pandemic, during pandemic, post-pandemic was how you guys pivoted and used it, adversity as your advantage. And you started your own, you know, content network during, during the pandemic. And if everybody opens up the link inside of the Google or inside of the chat here in Zoom, I just posted a link to one of the programs that Ironclad does in Jeremy's episode in a, in a thing called One Week Challenge. And their One Week Challenge is an idea where they've had Joe DeSena, the CEO of Spartan Races. Um, they've had, you know, um, Matt Frazier, who is, is the number one CrossFit athlete in the world. He's like the Babe Ruth of CrossFit, right? And they've had some great guests on here to talk about just one week challenges to help you to be your best. So Jeremy, as, we, as you, your one week challenge was to take $100, five $20 bills, and give one to somebody every day. First, unpack this idea behind giving, and then also the one week challenge. So let's start with the idea behind giving. Why is giving so important for somebody and you know, is there a certain point where you'd say like, you should start giving when you make X number of dollars a year, or is it something you should start to develop that habit early? Yeah. So I think uh, giving is the, first off, it's the, you know, I think it's the one thing that we all can do and should do. I think that, um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm big, uh, I, you know, spiritually, uh, my faith is a big thing for me that drives me for a lot of things. And, and there's a verse that says to much is given much is required. Mm -hmm. And, and we're all given a lot, right? We're um, we live in a time where it, things are very abundant for all of us. And whether, whether we, if, even if we don't make anything, we might have time. If you don't have time, you might have money. If you, you don't have that, you might have a skill set. You might have a kind word. So giving is, is a very, easy thing in theory to do. It's hard in practice. You have to focus and consciously do those things. So I think it's a very important thing. I think, I think it's required of us to give. Um, now, um, you know, I think that um, the practice of it is something that we have to re refine, right? And when you say like, what is that threshold and how much do you need to make in order to give? Um, I, I think if you don't make anything, most likely you have time and you can give your time, you can give your word, 
you can you can um, you can give your your skill set, your services, anything. Um, and I, and and you have to to your point lead yourself before you can lead. You can't give until you can't give anymore. Um, but in practice, the 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 hundred uh, the hundred dollars a week uh, uh, challenge that we that we gave was because it's challenging. You flex a little bit. A hundred dollars is still a hundred dollars, right? You're you're you have to go out of your way to find someone. You have to get beyond your judgments um, on why this person deserves your twenty dollars or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, it'll give you a little bit of extra pep in your step that you help someone, but it's a good practice to get into. That was a very practical example that we gave on one week challenge. Um, but the, even the reason why we have one week challenge is because it's a three to five minute show. And we hear from the heaviest hitters in the world that are giving insights and giving challenges to our audience that impact their lives. So, um, you know, the force multiplication of, of, of giving is, is, um, it's immeasurable, really. Mm. Yeah, I think I love about the one week challenge, right, is not only the guests that you have on there that are amazing, uh, but also just the simplicity of the challenge, you know, whether it was the Navy SEAL who talked about taking a one minute cold shower every day, or Ashley, um, who talked about doing a 5k run every day, or your concept of giveaway $20 every day, or you know, uh, Joe DeSena's, which I've started taking and gave it for a month challenge. You know, that's typical Joe, right? Of uh, just of start eating only between nine and five and yeah. having a strict, uh, Matt Frazier, the, the CrossFit world champion who said, have a strict go to bed wake up time. So the cool part about one week challenge is the guests that you have who are some of the most high performing people in the world can decide what challenge they want to give. And the cool part about the challenges that they give is I've been following the show is a lot of those tie right back into what could go into an MVP process. And you mentioned MVP process earlier. Unpack kind of, because what, what, how you use that. Because for, for a lot of our fundraising university reps, they have an MVP process. But for some of the people on the call, um, you know, Jackson Mitchell, for example, who's here, was a football player at SMU, is now a business owner, an entrepreneur. We had an MVP process with SMU football. But does he have one in his own personal life? How do you use your own personal MVP? And would you share kind of that process for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think how do I use my MVP is um, once again, I kind of from a guy who's just been kind of self-motivated and, and driven on passion. It was never something that I, I felt like, well, that takes the organic nature out of my passion or whatever justifications I wanted to make. Um, so until I actually practiced it is, is when I realized that it really correlates with everything, right? It, 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 um, it allows you to paint a roadmap, um, uh, not only of what you stand for with your mission values and principles, which by the way, if you haven't analyzed those, you'll realize that they evolve, right? And that, um, you're almost without direction if you don't have a mission to fall back on or values that you really fall back on. You might assume you have them, but when really challenged, uh, mm -hmm. you'll wonder, do I have those? How do I pass that to my children, my wife, my kids, my, my, my team who's following me? You know, um, so, so one thing I was almost convicted to the fact that, wow, I've been going this long based on raw emotion that, uh, may or may not be something that I can actually tangibly give. I can articulate my mission and my values to folks. So that's one thing. Um, and then the, the quarterly goals are very important because what gets measured gets done, right? And mm -hmm. if you are putting them into your uh, MVP, it's something that you can tangibly assess. It's something that you can communicate to others. And ultimately, I'm here to make impact through inspiration, right? I want, I want my team... I want my kids, I want everyone to, to look at my fruit that I'm bearing and be inspired by that. I don't want them to say, man, I wish I was him. I wish I was this. I want to say, I wish I could produce like him, produce fruit like him and make impact like him. I want to think about that in every aspect. I don't want this envious thing. I don't want this, um, this thing where people are looking for uh, the material things that, that, that come with this sometimes. Um, but I want to inspire them to to go harder and go more and to continue to give of themselves. So, you know, the MVP process is super important in that because you can paint that picture, you can charge towards them and then you can audit. 
Mm. Like a part of me, like I said, my faith is a big part of my, my life. And um, I audited what I was doing for quarter over quarter. And I wasn't even putting my faith in it. I was, I was chasing business things. I was chasing material things. I was chasing buying these properties and doing different things, which by the way, I did do those things because I had a roadmap to get them. Um, but when I step back and like I said, whoa, if I say that that's the cornerstone of my life, I can now look at this thing and say, I'm not even writing this in. Um, and, and it was a wake up call for me. So it's so important that you can see your journey that you can audit it, but ultimately that you can set a bar and hard charge towards that and then share that with others. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, some of the things that you, that you said throughout there were when you have this MVP process, and I know we've got some coaches on here that it's, you know, uh, we've got one of the top officials in NBA history who's on the call here, which is exciting, you know, and, and, and first time seeing you here. So thanks for joining. And, you know, if you don't have an MVP process and don't know what that is, if you go into our chat, and you, and you see, I just posted a link that says MVP process template you can use, right? So here's, a, here's an example of what Jeremy's talking about is, oh. so if you go to this template here, this is, this is an example, right? That has your mission, has the vision, has your quarterly goals for energy, for work, and for love, and then your definition of success, your one word, and your core principles. Right. So if you click file, make a copy, you can then edit this MVP process to be for you. Right. There's an editable one on the bottom, but you can take this and, and use this as an example. So so, Jeremy, when we when we go through this, right, we're going to we're going to get to where we talk about how I measure this in my day to day process and habit share. But it gives you that clarity. It gives you that direction and gives you that focus. And you said um, that with your MVP process, let's go through this like how long did it take you to come up with what your mission was and, and what is your mission yeah it's to to learn live and give um inspire others to live a life of impact and how how long did that take me it took me two or three quarters to really refine um and then to and then and not only to refine but also to um activate on right uh, i think that even the, out of the gate this is very daunting of a task. Um, it's, it's daunting for a couple of reasons. It's like when you first start doing your budget every week or start doing, I don't want to look, I, I, you know, I, I, I just, it's easier to just keep moving. Right. And, and when, when you first look at this, if you don't have one as an example, Brian, I, what I appreciate about you and your teaching is that you always share, share yours. One, it's good transparency. It, it inspires other people to step it up with when they see with what you're doing. And then two, and then finally, it gives you an example here because it is daunting out of the gate. Um, and, and having this as an example is where I started. I kind of used yours. I kind of refined, oh, how can I get an angle at this? And mm -hmm. as time went on, I added different categories and line items and things that are in my life. At the time, you didn't have a kid. I did. Uh, like yeah. all types of things that I added into this um, that have ultimately been a way that I can steer the ship over the uh over the coming months yeah it's excellent so so you know you look at the you look at the, the 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 mission you look at the life vision the things you want to accomplish in your life like the resume and then you go into the quarterly and three main areas in the quarterly the energy the work and the love jeremy what are some of the categories right so if the main cat if the three main categories are energy work and love and we call these let's say subcategories what would be the subcategories that you focus on for for energy and some of those behaviors that you do consistently to build that relentless energy. Yeah, they really aren't far from yours, right? Like, you know, uh, on the energy side, it is about my nutrition. It's about my, it's about my daily habits that are my physical energy, literally my daily habits for my AM and PM routines, my sleep, my workout routines, my nutrition. That's really is where I hone in on much like yours. Um, and, uh, I can't tell you how much it's been a it's been a part of it. Once again, when we break down the daily tracking on this yeah. um, habit share, uh, this is one of the biggest impacts that I've had uh, through tangible. Not only something that my someone can notice by staring at me, but um, but by my performance. And and if you know the the physical, the nutrition, and the and the exercise. Um, it is something that you can see. It's something that you can see. And 
that's a pro and con. Um, it's a con because some of the spiritual stuff you don't see and it, and it weighs on you and you can't activate as much until sometimes it's late mental mm. and spiritual stuff. The physical stuff is an outward manifestation of what you're putting your efforts in. You can see it, you can mm. feel it. Um, and ultimately the people around you can see it and feel it. So if you want to inspire them, you know, it's an easy place to start. Yeah. So when you talk about energy, one of the things you mentioned, and we've talked a lot about this, and it's funny as we bring season one of Coaching Matters to a close this month, you know, as I reflect back and, and go through right now, what I do is after each call, I post the podcasts and then I look and say, okay, what, what do I feel like were like the three to five main themes that were said? And then I go looking for like success leaves clues. Is there anything that every guest that we've had talks about, right? And almost to a T, every guest that we have had has mentioned either an AM or a PM routine. And if we think about the AM PM routine, those are going to fit within your energy category for your MVP process. So Jeremy, unpack if you would sort of the, the PM, cause that's the Kickstarter of the AM, right? Most people get it wrong and they focus too much on the AM and let go of the PM. And I know last night I'm watching college baseball till you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Cause one of my teams, Texas state is playing late and TCU and Texas A&M are playing late. And you know, now my AM routine gets thrown off this morning. I'm not as sharp as I want to be. I don't, I didn't go to bed at my 8 30, nine o'clock typical time. I was up till 11, which may not be late to some, but, but it's like three hours later for me. Right? So what are, what are some of those key things in your AM PM that you're executing on that you feel like really move the needle for energy? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 to your point there, I want to say this to everyone watching, like when you hear 8.30 to Brian, it's like, whoa, man, yeah, that is early. But I'm a night owl and my PM routine is very important to me because if I don't activate my PM, to your point, my AM is off. And if my AM is off, then I'm not as optimized as I could be, right? Um, so, um, you know, my, I, my lights out time is around 11.30. Um, but my PM routine starts with laying my clothes out for the next day. I don't, you know, for, for me, it's a black t-shirt and jeans every day, but I mean, everything from my socks to my shoes, everything is laid out. It's one less thing for me to deal with in the morning. So it starts there. I then do the bathroom routine, you know, brush the teeth, do all those things. I take my supplements before bed, um, all my vitamins. I got my PM vitamins that I take, drink them, drink down the water. I go into the bed. Um, and then I do my, I audit my day. So I do a, go on habit share, and I audit everything. Did I do this, do that? And I'm sure Brian will, will talk about that. But I, we go into habit share and I audit everything for the day. And it's basically in alignment with my MVP. Mm. That way I'm brain dumping anything that's on my mind. Oh, man. After I audit the checkpoints, I brain dump anything for the next day. It's out. Then I go into my reading. So for me, my reading is the Daily Stoic, which um, is one, Brian, that you got me introduced into. And then the Bible. I do, I do a passage out of both. And then I'm, I've audited my day. I've, bra I've, I've prepared for tomorrow by brain dumping whatever I had. I do my reading to settle my brain and I can, I can go lights out. Um, mm. And that's mine, right? Some people don't do screens at night. I do. Um, but uh, that's, that's my routine. But I, I fought like clockwork. Uh, I might miss it if there's a, to your point, like a fight or something and I'm up really late and I just crash. But it's very, very rare. Mm. And I, and, and the days that you do miss it, like, let's say you're, you're out in park city, Utah doing some, you know, Navy SEAL foundation shoot and you're working four straight 20 hour days and you, and you're, and you do miss it. What do you notice about when you miss it? I, it's a chain reaction, right? And then it, and then it falls into everything. So if I miss my PM routine, um, you know, my, the likelihood of me hitting my AM routine is a little bit off. Right. And, and it could be, it's not even that hard of a routine. I mean, it's very simple and it's the same with my AM routine. And then I might be scrambling a little bit the next day. And then I'm not focusing on the things that I had to do or my, the things that I'm focusing on my mental bandwidth is a little bit off. And then something else might slip, you know, mm -hmm. it might be my workout because now I'm scrambling and then now my workout. And then it's, it progressively gets into a spiral for me. Um, routine is very important in that manner, but they're also the, the good thing, the pro about it is it's very easy to get back on because I have it tracked. I have the times built in. I have those things, but the optimization that I have because of those things, it just sets me on the right path. And I know a lot of people might be deterred from those routines because they seem like a lot of work. They don't have to be a lot of work. It could, 
Brian, you did help me with the, even the, the clothes layout things. Like you were like, you're like, tell me what you're doing every day. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing. You're like, well, why don't you just put them out before? I was like, I don't know. Why would I do that? But that, that little thing was a big deal. Um, so like, you don't have to have some insane routine. Um, when you, when you get to see what some of these guys are doing, super high performers, you're like, dude, that routine is crazy out of the mm -hmm. gate. Start simple with it and you'll see how far it goes. Uh, we, you know, one other thing before we go into this is like everyone on this, I, I'm sure you're on these for different reasons. The fact is, is that you're, that you're absorbing content from, from, uh, people that Brian are, is bringing to you on a weekly basis, you know, that's huge. First off, you know, content, I'm in the content business. I know the stats. Content is the number one addiction, hands down, out of everything we do. Hmm. And the fact is, is that you're taking in good content now. That is your supplement. That is your vitamins. You know, the fact that you're doing that is a big deal because, like I said before, when your nutrition's off, your, your diet's off, your, your workouts are off, you can see it. You can feel it. The stuff that we're putting in our heads is like Twinkies every day, all day. You don't see that until it gets a little late. So, um, you know, it, first off, it's huge there so that you're absorbing these things. This is the first step into really getting that inspiration to change. You know, when you get that inspiration, you get addicted to the results and the results are crazy. And, and like I said, if you just take one step to get to those, those next results, it's insane. And that's if Brian, if I can rabbit trail a little, I, I, I want to go. Yeah, yeah. About, come on, man. Let's go. Journey for me is like, I got, inspired by people I was around, you know, because I'm, I direct these commercials and get to work with different people. I get to see these super high performers, whether it's in athletics or business or, or the military or any of these other things. And I was inspired by the fruit that they were putting out. And I started noticing what are those things that make them different? And I started seeing the discipline, the routines, the vision, the dedication to achieving that vision, the optimization of their day. And I realized the only thing that's stopping me from getting that is myself. The only thing that's stopping me from, from getting to those things, whether it's the performance in the body, the mind, the soul, any of those things. So I started doing more research on what they do. And I heard George St. Pierre said he didn't really get his edge until he started working with Brian Kane. And I said, okay, who's this Brian Kane guy? I literally Googled Brian and I emailed him and he said, Hey dude, yeah, we can start working together. We started working together. I started implementing these practices and then I became an inspiration to people that once inspired me. And you can see that like you start surpassing and starting to be able to bring other people up as you get these compounding results. And, and the fact is, is that we live in a day and age, just like you guys are on this call right here. If you had to get a hold of the rock tomorrow because your life depended on it, you could. That's the that's the time we live in right now. You can actually access anyone or anybody you want. You can be doing business with, you can be leading with, you can be friends with anybody you want. And it starts with being able to build yourself into being an asset and inspiring others. And then you will be able to give to those people. If you are able to give to those people and be an asset to them, then you can be on the same plane. And that's really how it works. And, and seriously, anyone on this call, if you set a goal to, to be in alignment with someone, you can. And then you, will, you would be surprised how fast that you will be inspiring them and you will be leading them and they will be calling on you to be an asset to them. It, it's, it's really wild. And, and Brian, I, I attribute a lot of these principles that you've, you've given me to, to, to help get there. You know, it's, it's, um, it's really good, man. It's really good. Really so much to unpack here. One of the things that, that you have on your habit share, right? So if we take, if we talk about habit share now for everybody on the, you know, they can make these cameras at a really high def, but they can't go more than 25 minutes without turning off and turning back on. Good. You know? <laughs> but if you, if you, um, if you use the app habit share and if you're not yet using it, I, I cannot reinforce to you enough. And I said this on a call today with a group. I said, the number one thing that I've learned in 20 years of doing mental performance work and being obsessed with this to move the needle is habit share. And what I mean by it's not the app habit share, it's the concept of measurement and accountability and knowing, am I doing what I want to do and living in alignment? And Jeremy, you hit the nail on the head, man, when you said my habit share, my success checklist 
right? What I said I'm going to do, and then I run an audit on my day on whether I did it or not. And after I run that audit, I make a decision to either course correct the next day or continue down the path of success. But if I'm not living in alignment with what I wanna do, I gotta make a decision. Either change the direction I wanna go and go south and don't go towards the big goals I have or change the behavior. And if you're not willing to change your big goals, then you're gonna to have to change your behavior to be in alignment with those big goals. But you don't know unless you measure. Would you talk, Jeremy, about the importance of measurement in that audit at the end of your day that you run and have a chair to make sure you're living in alignment with who you want to be. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that um, accountability, you know, we all have different type of appetite for that, right? Um, and, and, and I'm lucky that I'm just wired that I crave that, right? I, I crave kind of critical, uh, you know, criticism or, or, or crave someone giving me straight, straight, straight answers on where can I improve? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? Well, I even like it more when I can see my my own stuff. Like, and it's simple. It's it's this. So mm -hmm. it can. I understand that everyone's wired a little different, and you can get a little bit like, ah, get discouraged by those things. But one thing, Brian, that you told me was like, just keep marking it red. Keep marking it red. It's okay. Just keep marking it red, and eventually mm -hmm. you'll get tired of seeing it red, right? Mm -hmm. And and I I still am marking things red, and and but I see it, and I know what I want to focus on, or is that really a value to me? Right. Because if I'm not doing it, maybe it's not of value to me. And, and maybe I thought it was or it was a good idea in practice. But, um, yeah, I, I can't tell you how important it is to measure those things. Right. I, we measure everything else. We measure our, our budgets. We measure any of these other things in life. But we're not necessarily measuring the things that we want to accomplish or get done. And mm -hmm. even when I go into that that impact or that inspiration or those those relationships, it's even that measuring that. You know, did like for me, I'm, 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 I'm I, I measure even like, did I exercise with my kids? You know, did I text a world changer? One of my things is texting a world changer because I want to continue to invest in relationships mm -hmm. um, and impact and, 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 and especially in uh, relationships of people um, that are making an impact. Um, and all of those things you can measure. And uh, if you're, if you're, if you're striking out every time, you're gonna eventually get sick of seeing red. You're either going to activate or you're going to say, this thing isn't that valuable to me. I'm going to move on from it. Uh, so yeah. it's been really important to me. Yeah, because by checking the box red, meaning I didn't do it, or checking it green, I did do it, you're building awareness. And awareness is the first step to growth. And if we backtrack a little bit here, Jeremy, a couple of things that you said. Um, surrounding yourself with other hard chargers or people that, that are on the same path as you. And... When I used to hear that, right, they'd say, hey, you become the average of the five people you hang out with most. And I'm going, I'm a high school athletic director in Newport, Vermont. I hang out with our administrative assistant. I hang out with high school kids. I hang out with our assistant principal, who's also the football coach. But that's my life. I don't really leave and I'm not going anywhere. And then the idea popped in in March of 2006 when I heard Dr. Rob Gilbert and he spoke at a seminar and he talked about Success Hotline and he said, you become the average of the five people you hang out with most and you don't have to be with them in person. And it was like a light switch went off for me. And I said, well, wait a minute. I can call Success Hotline every day. I've met Dr. Rob Gilbert in person three times in my life, three times for like two hours each. And the guys had as much impact on me as anybody, right? Because I listened to his voice every day with Success Hotline, which is now a part of the Ironclad Content Network podcast. So when you're saying, you know, surround yourself with people, that doesn't have to be in person. That can be through audio, through podcasts, through book, through study, correct? Correct. And, and the thing is, it's like, you know, it's not inauthentic to, to, to uh, you know, push yourself to reach out to people or push yourself to, um, to communicate with someone, right? So everyone on this call, right? If you're not on your cell phone, you should look on your cell phone right now and look at the past five people you texted with. You should just look, who are the past five people I texted with? And if, and if at least one of them is not someone that you aspire to be like, or to, to, to learn from or pushes you, you should then text someone who does. I don't care if you just said, hey man, you're crushing it, keep going. Even if you said that to someone, you're not asking for anything for them, but you're pushing yourself to invest in those relationships. And it's very important. I can't tell you how many 
things have become. Brian and I, uh, you know, are the same way. I've met you, Brian, once in person, dude. Yeah. We've known each other for three years. Yeah. And we're friends. And we're business partners on a podcast. Yeah. And, and and I can tell you that is the case for so many of the people that I work with. But it was a conscious effort to invest in the relationships. That's mm. the biggest thing. It is not inauthentic to consciously invest in a relationship. You have to audit yourself and push yourself to do those things. But it is what it takes. To, I, I, I consciously in, uh, audit my relationship with God because it's important to me. I consciously audit my relationship with my kids because it's important to me. If you are doing that as you invest in other people, you're not asking anything of them. You can literally just reach out to them to say, you're doing awesome. You've inspired me. Keep going. That means a lot to them. And it gets you a rep in and you get some you get some FaceTime with someone you admire. And those are the practices that it takes to take it to another level with those relationships. And I can't tell you how many uh, one of the one of the things was, Brian, because we talked about this many years or a few years ago about the five people. And, and then I started auditing. And that's when I said, I'm going to text a world changer a week. Yeah. But I, I can give you a, a couple practical examples where this has been. I mean, I, one of my one of my things was in my MVP was to hire a creative director because I was getting bogged down with creative and things were only going. But so far, I wanted to build the business, stop being in the business and being in the rat race. And I knew one of the keys to that was get a creative director. That was in my MVP. Right. But also in my MVP was to establish more impactful relationships with people that are making an impact in the world. Well, part of my challenge to myself was weekly. I'm going to text a world changer. So one of the world changers I texted was an old creator was the creative director at Under Armour because I admired him and we worked we used to we worked for him for many years. We did the the Michael Phelps campaign together. We did a bunch of camp Cameron Haynes campaign together. Did a bunch together, and he was a world changer that I wanted to text. So I texted him and said, "Hey, dude, I hope you're well. Everything that you do have been doing is awesome. Keep crushing." It was something simple. It wasn't anything. And he said, "Dude, I've been meaning to reach out to you." Uh, hit me up sometime. I hit him up. We started talking. The next week, he's he's the global creative director of of Ironclad. <laughs> but, but, but but two things a lot. If you have these 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 vision marks that you're seeing, you'll be surprised with how many times you can quickly optimize on opportunities. But if they're not written, there's you miss them. You don't realize they're there. So, so it wasn't some thing that I was going out to, maybe he's the guy. I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, but it just is crazy how those work out. And, and I can talk about many, many more examples that are like that. But um, if you're not out there consciously auditing these things and activating on these things, it's much harder for these things to just happen. Yeah, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And it's interesting, Jeremy, there's a lot of people on here that work in sales. And if you just think about that, text message that you sent to the guy who's the creative at, at Under Armour and a week later he's working for Ironclad. And if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And when you got started, right, when you got started, rewind the clock, you, you were an element of sales. There's an element of sales of you selling that your brand is better than the, the other brand that wants to go do the, the series that's going to be on Netflix, right? So, so when you're in, in sales, continuing to communicate and reach out and connect with people. I think that was one strategy that should be on everyone who's in sales should be on your habit share, which is to, to text a prospective client and just connect. Even if it's just, Hey, congrats on the win, you know, or even, uh, texting somebody, Hey, congrats on winning a state championship, been a fan from afar. You never know. And, and it means a lot and you're, and you're exercising the giving that's giving you're giving kind words. And, and that is a, that is an important giving tool. And, and it's someone that someone wants around and, and it's a good exercise to be in regardless. It's very authentic and it's real. And you have to, and, and, you know, that is the biggest thing. It's like, if you're able to, to give to a relationship, you, it, it generally, um, is, is, is the better relationships that, you know, and, and if you, you know, if you want to increase those relationships, the more you give, the more you get. And, and um, you don't do it with that in mind, but uh, you know, the more relationships you get, right? And that's, and it's, and it's, look, when you are at a plane, let's talk 
directing or, or, or filmmaking or whatever it is in my world. It's like, okay, there's a lot of really good filmmakers. I mean, a lot. So it's like you're, and if you're in sales and you, and your brand is selling something, or if you're in athletics, it's like, okay, there's a lot of the best in the world, right? Okay. If you're among the top 10, that's why you're at the table. You're already good. Right. I get it. Now what, what else are you doing? What are, I call them serrations on the blade, right? Like if it's all the world's sharpest blade, it can only give it so sharp, but how many serrations do you have? And, and if you're able to give, that's one more. If you're able to constantly be an asset to someone, it's not asking for things, giving, freely giving. Um, and that's where um, you become, you know, irreplaceable. I get, I get one of our uh, couple, we, like Gerber and, and, and um, Blade HQ is one of our big sponsors. And I can get whatever blade I want. I want the one with this little serration so I can open boxes or I can cut rope or I can do whatever. I just want that one. That's the one. I don't want the one that's just a straight razor. I want one that can do any of it. And um, that's what it's like with, with the salesman, with a partner, with a friend, any of those things. Um, and, and that's why, you know, these practices are important. We're here with Jeremy Carey. He's the CEO of Ironclad. I want to take a minute and open this up for questions. Anything related to anything that we've talked about tonight from MVP process to habit share to routines to mindset to um, growing your business. Obviously, Jeremy's business is, is, is booming and going great. So maybe any business specific questions. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs on here as too, Jeremy. So maybe shifting some of our, our uh, content into that mindset of an entrepreneur. And any questions for Jeremy, go ahead and post them inside of the chat. And while you're posting those questions, I just want to take a minute to once again thank Fundraising University and owner Mike Bahoon as the official sponsor for the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Program. Fundraising University is looking to team up with members of our Coaching Matters community for three main roles. Role one is as a franchise owner to run fundraisers in your local territory. Role two is as a corporate rep to run Fundraising University fundraisers in your territory. And role three is as an ambassador coach who you all could be that has contacts with coaches or clubs looking to do fundraisers that might be able to help introduce Fundraising University and be the bridge from Fundraising University to those coaches. And then through that, you were eligible to receive a percentage of the of the profit of the sale. So if you're interested in joining the team, please head to coachingmatters.org and click on join our mission. I posted that inside of the chat and we'll take any questions that we have here for Jeremy. And Jeremy, first question comes in and says, if there was one thing that you felt like was the most important part uh, of your development as an entrepreneur, there was one thing, maybe it was a book, maybe it was a course. What would you say was the one thing that you've done that's helped you grow as an entrepreneur? I think that I, you know, there's a lot. Um, and it mostly came through making the wrong decisions on a lot of things. But, the, you know, the, the I think I'm going to give you a couple. But, but I, I would say one is what we've been talking about, really focusing on what's coming in, right? Like what content... Um, you know, what does your extra time look like? Uh, you know, looking at things holistically, 360 degrees. I don't want to be the guy who's great at work, but everything else falls apart. I want, I want to tie in my world and the things that I, that I dedicate my time and energy to into one dream that, I, that I'm able to live and inspire others with. So that's, that's one thing. Really look at how you're refining yourself and what you're doing. And then, and then secondly is don't be afraid. You know, the, the, the grind and the hustle, there, you have to have grit. You have to have grit. There's a difference between grit and working yourself on a rat race wheel for no reason. Um, you know, and, and us as entrepreneurs, we feel like it's, our duty to be on a rat race reel sometimes. Mm. And I went in one time to pay our rent at this building at the oceanfront. And I went to this guy who I admired. He's a, he's a, he's a local guy. He owns all these properties. He's surfs, he's fishes. He's doing all these cool stuff at the, at, 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 at with his life. And he, and I said, Hey, what's up, man? He goes, nobody wins the rat race, Jeremy, nobody. And I looked at him and I was thinking like, why would he say that? What, what in the world is he talking about? And then I realized like, I am grinding and grinding and grinding when I could be taking a leap of faith. Nobody else can do this but me. That's what I always thought. But, but it's not the case, right? So, so 
if you take in the right content, you take in the right friendships, you, you, you are, you're focusing on, on developing yourself in a 360 manner, you will be able to identify what your strengths and weaknesses are and where it's time to not do that. Right. And, and there, and Brian, you told me this one, and I don't know what book this is from, but it's, it's, you know, their nineties better than my 10, like, like 90% of them, it started with my operations guy on, on finance and everything else, things that I hated to do. He took it to another level. Then it was something else. And then it was something else. And now it's creative. My passion. I have a global creative director from that used to be the Under Armour global creative director. He's way better than me. I'm just telling you, your passions evolve as you're able to hone in on these things. Your dreams evolve, but don't be afraid to take someone on and don't be so conceited that you think that you're the only person who can do it. And that was my problem. I, and it's still my problem for a lot of things. Um, so, but I have to constantly remind myself. So it's two things, but, but, uh, it is very important because us as entrepreneurs, we want to hard charge everything. Give me the ball. I'm going to run and you'll stomp all over everybody. You'll oftentimes run yourself into the ground. And as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, your time is your most valuable asset, right? So if there's something that you can hire someone else to do and they can do it 80% as well as you can hire it out. So you yeah, can focus you only think, on what you can do. Yeah. And you think that capital is your biggest asset when it comes to these things. Well, your time earns more capital. Like, you know, start like I, I now, now I outsource the person who picks up my dog poop, right? Because it, it allows me more time with my kids, like whatever, right? It buys me a couple of minutes, but, but um, yeah, I think that uh, we are very protective of capital investments as entrepreneurs. What your core competency is your is where you're going to earn, and and so if you are taking on those things, whether it's bookkeeping or whether it's uh, you know creative or any of those things, like you're not serving your your team, you're not serving your business, you're not serving your family, you're not serving any of those people like you could be if you weren't able to pass the torch on to someone else, right? And 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 that's the big thing that I would say. Yeah. And again, anything you can do to free up, it's like, I talk about the three E's, right? Energy, education, entertainment. Where's your time going? The time that you have, the limited time, the three E's, how much time goes into your energy building? How much time goes into your enter entertainment, watching Netflix, watching TV, watching some of the great content that Jeremy produces and how much of your time is going into energy building energy, entertainment, education, or you becoming a better version of you. Question comes in, Jeremy, from Alex. He says, regarding the five people that you text, the last five people you text, how do you balance the people who need you for leadership with the people who you are reaching out to for guidance and mentorship? Great question, Alex. Yeah, that's great, man. It, you know, I, I have, I'm auditing those as well, right? Like, am I, am I giving? And ideally, um, it's immeasurable, right? The, the, the fruits of your of your giving and your giving to 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 others because it's happening when they see you when when you do something like this ideally i'm impacting you know folks on this so you know it's very easy when you first get in the in the practice of self-development um high performance you know any of the optimizations any of these things that it can be very self-focused and it's what can I gain, right? Mm. And, and, and there is those balances that you'll have to thread the needle in figuring that out. And, and like I said, with my balance on my, on my faith, I looked at it and I, when I look back, like two quarters of my MVPs was like, I wasn't even focusing on that. Who, what am I doing? Right. And, and you have to be, have proper, you know, um, you have to have proper mentorship. You have to have proper leadership that, that people are willing to give you, it's not just you auditing yourself, it's also people that you respect and people that you admire um, and, and uh, trust auditing yourself too. So there is some self-correction there, right? But I will say we're not ready to mentor or give or lead until we are already there, right? And, and so um, it's very easy for us to fall back on making self excuses for me, it's making excuses on why I should do this and why instead of somebody else. Um, but it's a balancing act and everyone's called for different things and there's different seasons in life. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you ideally get to a portion where of life where you can make a bigger impact 
on an hour being on one of these or what Brian's doing on a weekly basis, then, then a lot of things could happen in one phone call. Now, that doesn't say that you, you turn your back on people who need you. It's a fine line. Um, and everyone's a little different, but I would audit those things that are important to you in, just like you would say, hey, what are the last five people? I would tie in, if, if you, one of them's gotta be someone that you admire, then one of them needs to be, and just counterbalance yourself until you get a groove for what, what you believe is right. And so one, it has to be someone you're sewing into, and one of them has to be someone that um, you know you want to compliment or, or gain a relationship with. But uh, I would add in whatever's priority into that auditing process. It's awesome. Jeremy, question comes in, um, talked about optimize and said some of the optimized books that you've gone through or books that you're reading currently to help develop an entrepreneur or an elite mindset. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of endless on that. I mean, they're so crazy. I, I love um, I, I love self-reliance um, and I like um, how to win friends and influence people. I mean, I think that's a very, whether you're a salesman or whether you're um, just a dad, you know, how to win friends and influence people is important. Um, because you need to teach, you need to win your kids and influence them too. And so there's so many principles out of that book that I really like. Um, and then self-reliance, I like a lot as well. Awesome. Just got a couple minutes left here for tonight's Coaching Matters group coaching program. Our guest is Jeremy Carey. He's the CEO of the Ironclad Content Network, media group out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. And again, once again, we'd like to recognize Fundraising University owner Mike Bahoon as the official sponsor for the Coaching Matters group coaching program. And Fundraising University is looking for team members to, to join us and join our mission in helping to dream big and raise more. So if you're interested, go ahead and click on the link inside here of our chat in Zoom and we can get more questions or, or you can get more information about joining the team and joining our mission here. Jeremy, next question comes in and it says, you've talked a lot about your personal MVP process. Do you use an MVP process with your organization at Ironclad? I do. I do. Um, you know, we have, and it especially comes out of our mission and values. It's on all of our presentations. Um, it's on everything we do internally. Our mission and values are very important to us. And um, there are things that we, you know, as an organization did not have. And then when we started implementing, it allows as we expand quick onboarding, quickly get on the same page. And then if there ever is internal debate or internal strife, does it align with these? If it does, we know we can move forward. If it doesn't, we ax it. Mm. It's funny you mentioned it, that when there's a conflict or there's a decision that needs to be made, does it align with the values, right? And I think for Fundraising University, the values are, are the acronym CEO Street, right? Are you, are you competitive? Are you empathetic? Are you organized? Are you a self-starter? Are you a teacher? So use the acronym CEO Street, competitive, empathetic, organized, self-starter, and teachable. Uh, for me personally, my personal core principles would be the acronym APPLE, accountability, present, process-driven, loving, and energy. And, you know, I, I've had some difficult decisions to make in terms of what I will and won't do business-wise and with my time and other things, um, you know, especially in the last 13 weeks now that I'm a father. And it's interesting, one of the, one of the questions that a coach of mine always comes back to when he says, well, Brian... How does this align with your core principles and your MVP? How does this align with what your big picture goal is of what you really want for your life? And just by asking that question, and you can ask that question to yourself, how does this align with what I really want for my life? How does this align with my core principles? How does this align with who I want to be? But if you never ask the question, what do I really want for my life? What are my, what are my core principles and who do I want to be? You can't get to those answers. So there's been a lot, a lot of content that's come out on this call here tonight. And I want to ask the people who have been with us here to go into the chat. And if you would, what's the number one thing that you took off of tonight's call? And I'm going to ask Jackson Mitchell, if you're with us, Jackson, I don't know if you can unmute yourself and join us here. I'm going to ask, to, ask you to unmute. But, um, you know, Jackson's a young entrepreneur. He played football at SMU. Um, Jackson, what's the biggest thing you took away tonight from Jeremy? I think uh, my favorite thing is just the MVP process. You know, I'm going through the 30 day athlete guide <clears throat> and covered that recently. Um, and as I thought back to, you know, our days at SMU going over the content that we went with with you when I was playing, 
I remember back to talking about that. Um, and as I've like started to write down, jot down notes around my business idea, one of the biggest things that I like put down on paper was what are my core principles? So then for me to then see that in the 30 day athlete guide and then hear Jeremy talk about it on the call as well, it's just, you know, further reinforcement of the importance of having those core principles that you can fall back on um, all the time. So yeah, I love that. It's awesome. And Jackson, let me put you on the spot here. Do you remember the core principles? When did, what year did you graduate SMU football? Uh, 2017. 2017. So about six years ago, five years ago. Do you remember the core principles of SMU football? I do. Yeah. What are so we had, we had accountability, energy and work ethic, mental and physical toughness, family, integrity, and a confidence, belief and faith. Six years ago, you played college football and you still remember that. How do you remember that? It's ingrained. It's a, it all goes back to the process. Um, and I mean, that was something that if you chose to buy into it, I mean, you lived it every day. So, you know, I've, as I've thought about this specific thing, you know, mental performance mastery, it's like there were certainly teammates in the room who were like, oh, this is this is not it. Like this is this guy's off his rocker. He's crazy. Uh, sure. Dominate the day. But if you chose to buy into it, it is, it's impactful stuff. Um, so yeah. that's why I still remember it. Yeah. How about that? When's the last time you, when's the last time that you had to rattle off the core principles of SMU football? <laughs> uh, no one's asked me to do that probably since, since I graduated. Yeah. And you, and it came to you like your birthday. Easy and money. Easy. Right. And it's crazy that I ran into a couple of your former teammates at the waste management open golf tournament up here in Phoenix in February. And I did the same thing. I said, Hey, tell me the core principles of SMU football. It's been five years. And they literally could go through and do the same thing. And I think that to me, for all the coaches on this call, for all the fundraising you reps on this call, Jackson didn't know I was going to put him on the spot. He didn't know I was going to ask him about his MVP, the MVP process of SMU football. And here he is six years later and he still knows it. Imagine if you started today, making an MVP process for yourself, for your family, for your business. Imagine if you started today adding more value, giving more value to the teams that you work with by helping those coaches create an MVP process for their program. If that was one thing that you undertook as a, as a fundraising university rep with your coaches or as a coach with your program, other coaches in your school, imagine the impact and the influence that could be made Here's an athlete six years later and still knows it. So Jeremy, man, thank you for coming on tonight and talking about the MVP process. I thought that was, was, was really, really cool. Last question I'll ask for you. If you could remove the skull cap of everybody who's on this call live and the thousands of people that will download and listen to it in podcast form or watch it on YouTube, if you could remove the skull cap of everyone who listens to this call and plant one seed about the entrepreneurial mindset, to help grow their business, to accelerate their business growth, what would that one seed be? It's a big one, but you know, the, you can do and be anybody that you want to be, do anything that you want to do. You have to put in the process to get there. You have to, you have to write it down and pursue it. Your dreams will evolve. It will, as, as you pursue new challenges and new, and new opportunities, your dreams will evolve. You have no idea how big your vision can become and no idea what you're capable of doing until you start holding yourself accountable and pushing yourself to take those steps. Um, the impact that you can make for your team, for your families, for your children is, is immeasurable, but you have to put in the effort and measure them yourselves and audit them as you get there to see where you want to go. It, it, it's, it's immeasurable what can happen if you put in the work on that. Mm. And Jeremy, man, I love, I love the, the, the ironclad. You guys talk about how iron sharpens iron, you know, and my, and Carolyn, my 13 week old daughter has a onesie with the ironclad logo on it. And it says iron sharpens iron. And every time I put that on her, it just reminds me of the importance of surrounding yourself with people who share the same goals and have the same mission as you do. So I appreciate you sharpening the iron of everybody who's on here, here tonight. I appreciate you taking time out of your, your hectic schedule to join us. And I appreciate everybody for being on the call tonight with Jeremy. And remember that coaching matters 
and we've got one more call before we move into season two. Just keep an eye on your inbox. We'll make sure we send out the recording to this call tomorrow, as well as the information for our upcoming call with Greg Owen, high school athletic director, Starkville High School in Mississippi, state championship winning coach. He's going to talk about the importance of practice planning because, as we know, separation is in preparation. So if we want to win more, we got to dream big, we got to raise more, and we got to not count the days but make the days count. Jeremy, thank you for being here, man. I appreciate you sharpening the iron, brother. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure and honor to know you, Brian, and thanks for having me, everybody. Thanks for checking out this week's Coaching Matters podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a subscribe and a review. Also, be sure to engage with us on social media here in the notes for the show. And remember, dream big, raise more, and coaching matters.